Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Let's quickly pray. Father, we just want to invite you tonight to be amongst us. Lord, church for, for us and church for me can come, become a routine so quickly, Lord. I've been going to church for 17 years almost every Sunday. <laughs> and some people for longer. Lord, what we long for is your presence, not a routine. After 17 years of coming to church, Lord, I want to leave you changed each week. And I extend that prayer to each and every one, Lord. And so we invite your presence. We don't want to meet with religion here tonight. We don't want to read scriptures because that's what you do. We want to read them because in them there's life. We don't want to come here to get only knowledge in our heads and say, oh, now we know the scriptures. We want to know them in our heads, in our hearts, and then we want to change our own lives each Sunday and each small group. And so we ask for your presence. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge you and we welcome you in this place. Do as you will with us, your servants. Amen. I want you to take a minute, talk to someone sitting next to you, and tell them about the time your feet were the filthiest they've ever been. Okay? Fail footer. Okay? When, what did you do? How did it end up that way? Let, let's take a minute for that. Ach nee, Devin, en wat het jij getrap? Wie zijn antwoord was honne poefie? Ach, awesome, awesome. Um, okay, we're busy with a sermon. I guess you can call it a series, but we're talking about this concept of crossing over. And um, we just believe that prophetically, God wants to propel us forward in the spirit. Okay, um, we're not talking too much right now what that is, where we're going exactly, but we're preparing ourselves to for God to advance us internally, to grow us, okay, us as a church to move us to where he, wherever He's pleased, and we and so the term that's going around is crossing over, and we're talking more about what this journey looks like. 
then exactly where it's going because it's a continuous thing and God is speaking with us at intercession, etc. All we know is at this stage, uh, when you, uh, well, these days everything has changed with the Wimpy and all those shops along the road. But back then, when we used to travel to the Karoo, you had and Oma frikadelikies gemaakt, viando, unerboukies, tubroikies, blow eiers. Net aan Erika. Vruchtenkoek. Wie het vruchtenkoek gevat? Okay. Do you know the history of a fruitcake was that it is made, it was supposed to be made to last very long. So people would come to a wedding and it would take them days to travel back and what would they get at the wedding? Cake? Fruitcake. And they would take it with for the journey because it's better as blow eiers. Okay, <laughs> okay, but, but in any case, we're talking about this journey, we're talking about what we're going to take with us on a heart level, okay, so we started off with Joshua that had to take over from Moses because they had to cross over, Moses was amazing, the guy took a stick, hit the rock, water comes out, that's amazing, okay, you don't get that everywhere, if he calls the frogs, they come, if he sends them away, they go, but now this man is dead, and there's a million odd Israelites and they're like thinking, oh my, what now? And then God says, here's Joshua. And Joshua does no magic tricks, okay? It only says he's got the spirit of wisdom. But they had to cross with Joshua. They had to change. Last week we spoke about Jesus being baptized, okay? Quick recap. We said every time we see baptism do up in scripture, we see the repentance of sins each time. But Jesus comes to be baptized and he had no sin. So why did he come to be baptized? And the summary of it was that Jesus Christ identifies with sinners like me and you. If we get in the water, he gets in. Because he's not like the Pharisees who is better, who wants to separate themselves from sinners. He gets in there with us. And so all we know is on our journey with crossing over, we know he will be with us. In the water. If we're going to go over a mountain, he's going to go over the mountain. Amen? Okay, so that's, that's a summary. And tonight we get to Jesus and the dirt. Okay? Jesus and the dirt. Listen, if this is, um, this is the third Sunday, we're busy with crossing over. If this is your first Sunday in the series, don't worry. It's not like it's building on one another specifically. If you, Want to get the other two, it might help you understand the bigger picture, but tonight will definitely stand on its own, so you'll be in the light and not in the dark. Okay, so we're going to read 14 verses in John 14. We're going to read the passage where Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. Who know what they stepped in on the journey? Uh, we're going to read it, and uh, and then we're going to reflect on it. Just before we get into it, we, we, first we're going to read it, and I'm not going to make any commentary on the verses. Then we're going to go and we're going to break it down into smaller pieces. Okay, ons gaan die koek vat, gaan ons om so snu, in vier dele. Alright, so that we understand bird's eye view. And then we're going to cut it into smaller pieces. Okay, and the scripture says the word is a sword. It's very sharp and it can cut into our hearts. And then we're going to use the truth that we've learned we're going to go into our hearts with it so that God can change us. Otherwise, we are stealing oxygen and wasting our time there. 
Amen. Great. Let's do it. Now, before the feast of the Passover, are we together? Yes, we are. When Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Talking about the disciples. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands and that he had come from God and that he was going back to God, he rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, he tied it around his waist. When he, then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and wiped them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. And Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Now, just to connect with last week, remember what happens? Jesus comes to be baptized, and John says no. Jesus says, Is it necessary for all righteousness to be fulfilled? John says yes. We get, we get the same pattern. He comes to wash his feet. Peter says no. All right. And then he says yes. Just note that. Jesus said to him, the one, oh, Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but he is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. Remember, Satan has already entered the heart of Judas. Okay, So he says, Peter, you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That is why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put his outer garment and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Okay, that's the scripture. It's quite a lot. I don't expect you to remember everything from the top of your head. But what I want to do is we're going to do a quick overview, and I want to just lift up four truths out of this passage. All right? That's the big slices, and then we're going to go a bit smaller. Say for you, langs vier stikke koek, okay? Net vier. All right, so here's your overview. With the overview, I'm just going to take a piece of scripture, and then I'm going to reveal the truth, and then we take it from there. So Jesus, knowing now, I want you now to put on your 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 deeper eyes. We just read over this. Now I need you to look at this. 
being ready to look deeper, all right? Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and that he was going back to God, that is a powerful position that Scripture is describing there. Knowing that the Father had given him all things. What did the Father not give him? Nothing. He's got all things. Jesus possesses everything in this world because he made it at the start. Okay, All the money, all the honor, all the power, all the wealth, it all belongs to Jesus. The Father have given it all to him. He knows he comes from the Father and he will go back to the Father. He knows that that's a powerful position. Knowing that, He said, guys, I am hot stuff. I have everything. No, no, the opposite. He says, he rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, knowing he owns everything, all the power, all the glory. He's going back to heaven where thousands of angels fall before his feet. Knowing that, he takes a towel and he tied it around his waist, preparing to wash the feet of sinful humans. Number one in the overview. Serving flows first and foremost from the spiritual mature. Okay. Serving, a heart to serve, flows first and foremost in God's kingdom from the spiritual mature. Now in this world, we get it upside down because we all go to the courses, to the race. Who, who's been to race, university race? Hands up, okay. So you're a first year and... Uh, yeah, you get abused, okay? And you get in your second year and you said, oh, do unto others as have been done unto you, okay? And those poor first years. Oh, you pitied yourself when you were a first year. Like, oh, who can do no very good? This is But when you're a second year, yo, I are my first year, you know? No, Rancho. You see, in, in, in our kingdom, we make the least to serve us. We force them to do it. And if they don't do it, they're in big trouble. They get fired. They get disciplined. They get showered upon. They get a minimum wage to do the worst of all work. That's how this kingdom on this earth often works. And so Peter says, how can you wash my feet? It does not make sense. I must wash your feet. He says, no, you don't understand. You'll understand a bit later. In his kingdom, it works different. The mature, the one highest, stoops down the lowest to serve. Application for this church, let's just start there. Myself, Carl and Sumi, we're the elders. Soon there'll be more, hopefully. Should set the example serving in this church you go out of this town to another church doesn't matter how big 
If I am your master, have washed your feet, you ought to do the same. Who should be in the front lines of serving? The leaders of the church. So that the flock can follow with a willing heart, not like a first year. Do you want to grow spiritually? You know what you must do. Prepare your heart. Amen? True for me. True for all of us. Listen, there's much more depth to this than what I can deliver in one evening. But if it wows you that Jesus washes the feet of humans like you and me, then you understand enough or now. Okay, let's go on. Reading another script, another part of this. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, Simon's son, to betray him. Okay, so the, the enemy has already turned the heart of Judas to turn against Jesus. Are you with me? Does Jesus know this? Does he wash his feet? Yes, he does. For he knew who was to betray him, and that is why he said, not all of you are clean. Number two, Jesus serves the group which includes the one who would betray him. Listen up. He serves the group which includes the one who would betray him. Jesus does not stop serving 12 because one has turned against him. Are you with me? He does not stop to perform an act of mercy to the 12 because one has turned. We will always be mixed bunch in church. Always. We should never stop serving the body even though there might be people which you think or Judas. Okay, I think the greatest challenge for each one of us to, is to inspect our own hearts to make sure that we are not Judas. Okay? But in church, if Christ was here, he would serve and give his best, even if there's a certain amount of people who would never follow him. Even if there was people here that would turn against him tomorrow, he would still serve in the church. What he's teaching us is don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged in your life, in your small group, when there's people that might make it difficult for you. Man, betray Jesus. Carry on. Serve. Don't get discouraged because of Judas. I mean, I know it's hard to say. This is the truth. He serves the lot. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Okay. Very important. Very important. What Jesus is doing here, he is using baptism as a sacrament. Again, we spoke about a sacrament a while back. Okay. Don't lose me. It's a little bit academical, but not too bad. A sacrament is something physical that shows something spiritual, right? What is other two sacraments? Baptism and Nachmal, the Lord's Supper, okay? The water is not magical when you get baptized. What is amazing is what has truly happened in your heart, all right? Same with the Lord's Supper of Nachmal. 
Now what Jesus is doing is washing Peter's feet. Peter wanted him not to do it. Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you have no share of me. What Peter is saying, what Jesus is saying to Peter is there's a washing that needs to happen in your life and only I can do it. And it is almost the same as if I wash your feet because it is the dirt of your sin that sits in your soul. Now you want to say, don't touch that dirty place, Lord. But he's saying, if I do not touch it, you can have no part of me. Jesus must wash the sinner. Amen. Number three, just with an overview here. Number three is, when you get born again, Jesus is the one washing you. Jesus is the one that washes you the moment when you accept him. Okay, he's not standing far and say, yeah, you must, jammer sê, en voor en toe gaan in die kerk. He's right there, putting his hands on the dirt in your soul. And he's explaining this to Peter in a way he can understand by touching his feet. Okay? Everyone still with me? He says another thing revealing. Now Peter says, okay, now, oh, now Peter gets it. He says, Lord, no, 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 not only my feet, my head and everything. And Jesus said, the one who has bathed does not need to wash. Okay? Jesus is going deeper except for his feet, but he is completely clean. And you are clean, but not anyone. You can go to number four. Jesus is saying the following. As the believer grows, Jesus washes your feet continually on the journey. Let's just go back to the slide. Um, yes, he says, the one who have bathed, who's the one who is bathed? It's when you come to Jesus for the first time in your life. When you come to him and you say, Lord, I want to give you my life. This is the sin in my life. It's this and this. Wash me of this. And maybe someone is praying with you. That's like you being bathed. Now what Jesus is saying is, once I have forgiven your sins, once you have bathed, I'm not going to save you every time you sin. Okay? So, so you sin, now you're not a child of God anymore. So every week, every one of us must get saved again. Jesus is saying, no, if I have washed you, you have a part in me. But what I want to do is, as you walk in this world, which is a sinful place, right? It's the reality. And we have a flesh and sinful desires. Jesus knows about this. And so he makes provision. He says, as you gather the dust of sin on your feet or on your soul, I will wash you daily. I will put my hands on your feet only. You are saved. You are mine. Does it make sense, everyone? When we're at school, every time there's a camp, we give our hearts to God. Amen. <laughs> every time we're like, I'm not sure. This guy's asking people if they want to meet Jesus, but you did it last year, but you, you go again. You know, you're unsure. Now, maybe, we, maybe we're not sure when you really met God, but what Jesus is saying is once you are His and you sin, just go to Him. He wants to wash your feet. That's the overview. Can we see those four points? Thank you. Great. Now, what does this have to do with crossing over? 
What does this have to do with us that's going somewhere spiritually? So what I want to do is I want to take this and I want to get into our hearts and just drop one or two truths and allow God to work with us this week. Can we go to that next slide? Let's just read it once more. That's often what we have to do with scriptures, read it over and over, that it settles in our heart. He comes to Simon Peter and he said to him, Lord, you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, what I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterwards you will. And Peter said, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share. Let's go deeper with this. So Peter is probably thinking at that moment, he's sitting there, let me just tell you what happened just a while back. A woman comes with expensive oil and she wastes it on Jesus, according to the disciples. She, she pours it over his head. She's bringing an offering. She's anointing him. Okay. What does the disciples say? This is expensive oil that, you know, we could sell it and there'll be money. So, I mean, in a sense, they don't think Jesus worth of receiving the oil. That's what happened before this episode a while back. And Jesus doesn't comment on it. And here's the disciples with dirty feet. And Jesus becomes the prostitute who throws the oil. He's now the one ministering to the disciples. And Peter says, no, this, this does not make sense. Lord, your hands, that's probably what he's thinking, touched lepers and they got healed. Your hands touched the eyes of a man and he saw. Your hands touched someone and, and they were raised from the dead. Those hands are not touching my feet. I must watch you. You see, he's starting to realize the greatness of Christ and he, it cannot in his head Allow Jesus to touch him. What Jesus is saying is incredible for us, and we need to understand this. Jesus is saying, Who of you gave your heart to Jesus in a church? I'll just give you an invitation. And who of you walked to the front that evening? And it was, and, and who felt scared? Like, Oh, and this is everyone is looking and and we think God is humiliating us because he stop you know and now you're standing in front and then normally if, if, if I've got a jolly pause he's like turn around look at these people clap hands you're like for okay and then everyone is making a, you know and, and someone's on the piano dun, 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 you know and it's a big show you're like oh man can I wanted to do this in my room and now there's hundreds of people looking at me who felt like that <laughs> now maybe you came to the front like that in the church i'm going to make my point now just hold on maybe it was at a camp right um but what jesus is saying Brian, can you go Come stand Let's just imagine there was one of those services where these people came to the front. And, and let's say they really 
gave their hearts to Jesus. Spiritually, where was Jesus at that moment? If I do not wash you, you have no part of me, Peter. Yeah. That's where he was. He's not standing there on the gallery. Oh, you guys go to front. You think you being humiliated. You think you bowing down low. He's here scrubbing your sins off in that moment. Because when you get baptized, where is he? In the water. He's not shouting from heaven, stop for and do. He's probably waiting here the whole service for you to come. I'm oversimplifying. Listen, you can meet God in your room, okay? You can meet him on a roller coaster when it's really high out of the church. He's here. He's, he's lower than what you can go this moment because you cannot scrub sins off your soul. Only he can do it. You're not being humiliated. You're being celebrated because the king, I know it's figurative speech, but Jesus used it in the spirit. He's busy scrubbing your feet and from the sins. Man, they smell, okay? You guys can sit. You get the idea? And so Peter, he's like, okay, I'll jump on the water and he walks. Always has an answer. He's not afraid to say, so there's bravado from him. If Jesus asks, who do men say I am? Who, who do you say I am? Then Peter says, you are the son, the Christ of living God. And so Peter probably reckons he's clean. You won't wash my feet, Lord. And Jesus says, you don't even know that there's something in you that you cannot do this for yourself. You cannot wash the sin of your soul away only jesus can do it and what he's saying is i am not afraid to touch sin he puts his hand on it you and i we think and so you and your wife mess up and you tell your wife if you tell anyone what happened because we're scared to show our filthy feet. We're scared to share. Because we think God's going to freak out and also his people. In the meantime, he wants to touch it because he wants to make you clean. Now, I don't know all of our individual journeys in crossing over all I know is he wants to go with us with his hand on the dirt as it gathers. Okay? And I'll just, I want to just want to expose this as from the pit of hell. Listen, sin is not good for you. Okay? It is bad. But there's some of us here that believe if you sin, then God has left the room. And he will not make it back into your space. Maybe if you've gone to church three times after that sin, then no. 
No, he's there. He wants to touch the sin. He wants to help you in that moment. Okay? Are you guys with me tonight? Jesus is not removed from your most vulnerable moments. He's there. Wie kan het nie vat as iemand na hulle voete kyk, of het moet wassie? Come on, come on. <laughs> that's, also, that's the small group that did it the other day, and ek sien net hande wat opgaan. <laughs> so, so some people freak out, you know, because like my twin is is nog nie gedoen nie, and, uh, you know. Jesus, ek het gaan draf, maar ek het nog nie gestort nie. And so Jesus is very, <laughs> no, he does the feet thing. Because in your vulnerable moments, he's not put off by your toenails, okay? He's not put off by those things that you're trying to hide. He wants in. So as we go, we're not going alone. As you are growing in the next while, get used to taking your socks off spiritually and exposing your soul to God and to the people around you. The scripture says he heals us when we confess our sins. That's like taking our shoes off. Some of you would rather confess sins than take your shoes off. Okay, That's great. Almost done here. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash, save for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. So, firstly, my invitation to each one of us, if you've never met Christ in a real way, you should come for your bath. You should come that you may have a part in him because he wants to touch your sin. My message for each one here that knows Jesus is take your shoes off every day that he may continue working in your life. Now, let me, let me try and explain this. Jesus is God, right? I mean, he's, he's high, he deserves all honor, he's holy. I am describing him as someone now that washes my feet. The truth is he's both, he's king and servant. What is more interesting, or what is helpful for you, is what you do with this information reveals the work that has been done in your heart. If I say Jesus is at your feet, ready to wash, and you think, ah, Great stuff, man. Um, now I'm going to go and I'm It's a job. Okay? Hey, we're laughing. How many people do you know that confess Christ publicly but doesn't serve Him at home? That's exactly. Now He will be there to wash me, man. Facebook Christian. Cool. I can do all things for Christ. Sorry, I had to do it. Search your heart. If your heart is there, bring it to Christ. Maybe you still need to meet Him. 
if I say Christ is at your feet and you think, no, Lord, how, how can you, how can you do that? And you start to think about ways you can serve. Ah, then the response is coming to life what Jesus wants. If you know he serves and you think, man, then I must serve. Yes. That's where he's leading your heart. And we know it's true because if you look at the next verse, he says, When he had washed their feet and he put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I've done? You call me teacher and Lord and you are right for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, if I have served you, if my hands on your heart have made a difference, if, if, if me laying down my life has moved you even an inch, please do that for one another. Please do as I have done. You see where he's going with that? You also ought to wash one another's feet. And that's where we're going to camp next week. But tonight, I want to stretch our faith and I want us to respond to God's word. Let's stand up tonight in this place. I want you to just for a moment where you are standing to think about that area of your life, don't worry, I'm not going to ask you to tell us about it. All right? Hopefully, God will lead you to do it by yourself <laughs> in some time. But I want you to think about the thing which you wish you could lock away. You know, we, we all have that thing. If, if we can just make this thing disappear, but it's like a mountain. How do you make a mountain disappear? Maybe something you did or something that happened or something about your personality and you just wish you can make it disappear. Let me tell you what, that is the area where he wants to touch. That's where he wants to go. No, Lord, not that area. I must do it because I love you. And so for a moment, I just want to give you a minute to be just introspective to yourself. Won't you just, I just want to invite you to close your eyes where you are. And just go there in your mind and if you have the courage, just mention it to God. Lord, this area, I don't even know how you can help me. I'm, I'm really shy about this or broken about that. Just take a minute to speak to God about it. give a few minutes for us to practice our faith feet are made for walking amen 
And uh, what I want you to do is to take a step of faith, okay? Just in the spirit for now. God can take it where He wants to with you in the future. But if you know you need to give over so that Jesus can wash you, whether it is for the first time or certain areas, and, and you want to make a commitment to take that area to God that He may work with you. What I want you to do is I want you to walk to the front. I want you to stand for a few seconds and give it to God. Say, God, I'm giving this area to you. No one's going to pray with you. No one's going to talk with you. No one's going to ask you what you're talking about. We just need faith activated in this place. After you had your talk with God, you go back to your seat. I'm going to give three minutes. And I want to challenge you to have a faith that moves, that's not passive, okay? So if God has been speaking to you, react. Go to Him. One, two, three, let's go. No one's going to talk with you. you. You take your time. You take one minute in front, you take two minutes. You talk to Him. You tell Him you're going to open. You're going to reveal that door to Him that he will show you the next steps after this prayer. And if you've done your business with God, you're welcome to go back to your seat. says that if we confess our sins he will wash us amen the times of refreshing can come it's about jesus and my heart for each one of you is to grow spiritually in the next while whatever that means for you I, I, there's, there's no way i can comprehend even one percent of your journey it's too much of you guys all i know is that god wants to move you and grow you and I want to encourage each one of us to take that next step and to go for him because he's worthy amen our servant king is worthy to be praised let us reveal our feet to him amen